have to cleave this Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> striving single. Um, just a little bit about me. I love God. I love people. I love fitness. I love health. I love chemistry. And I love food. And what do you do? I am currently a PhD student. A PhD <laughs> student? Getting the education. But I'm just a PhD student um, studying chemistry. Hi everyone. I'm Olga. I love people. I'm passionate about young people in particular. I'm passionate about reading and everything books from Shakespeare to Daily Mana. <laughs> and I'm very passionate about cars and uh, I'm currently um, junior engineer at a consulting firm. An engineer? Making the engineer money! <laughs> <laughs> I am excited about this talk, so yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so you guys are obviously very focused, career-driven women. We have an engineer and a doctor in our midst. So I really want us to talk to the people of God about um, just what you look for, what you're hoping for, what you're praying for um, in a spouse and a future partner. Obviously, as Christian women, you believe in marriage. You don't not want to do that, like some people. So, um, yeah, we have a few questions, and yeah, we'll just get into it and give me your opinion. Yeah. Cool. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this question. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So, what are your thoughts on dating someone from another church? You can start by saying what church you go to or not, but what are your thoughts on dating someone that goes to another church? Um, I guess I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've actually given this some thought before. Um, and I, I go to TLC, which is Transforming Life Center, and it's in Ottawa. My pastor is Pastor Ralph Dirty, my spiritual father. And I am devout to him, <laughs> uh, but he has made it a point to teach us that you always marry purpose. Mm-hmm. So if my purpose turns out to be somewhere else, mm-hmm. and he, for instance, has maybe his own ministry, and that is actually my purpose, then I'm obliged to follow that. Mm-hmm. That does not mean I'll stop being Pastoral's daughter mm-hmm. in in the spiritual realms, yeah. but. Um, I have to make that decision because that's what God intended for me. Mm-hmm. So it will be difficult mm-hmm. leaving, you know, the the place where you've grown, the place where you've been fed. But I think ultimately, in the long run, it will serve a good purpose, obviously. To and then when you look at your life, you don't want to regret, you know, seeing maybe your significant other that you would have been with flourishing and maybe that would have been your life if mm-hmm. you had actually tried you know mm-hmm. and followed what the perfect will of God is right because there's the acceptable the good and the perfect so I'm always driven with that like what the perfect will of God and if it turns out to be in somewhere else then that's the will of God so yeah mm-hmm. no I agree too I feel like church shouldn't limit limit you to your options when it comes to marrying mm-hmm. um, but I do feel that it would be easier to marry someone from the same church mm-hmm. just because 
you know you're under the same spiritual covering mm-hmm. and you know that what you're learning in church is exactly what he's learning too so you guys probably see eye to eye on a lot of things uh-huh. but also there's cases where there's churches that are very very similar as uh-huh. well so i mean the mandate of one church could be also the mandate of another church uh-huh. right so it won't be that difficult but i do agree with marrying purpose above everything else because uh-huh. i mean there's times and seasons to everything so maybe for one season in your life you're supposed to be at a certain church and for another season you're supposed to be somewhere else uh-huh. right so if you find um a man from another church and you know that your season at that church is over maybe that's just god opening doors for you to step into your new season um, so exactly. yeah. yeah i definitely think like for me one of the um biggest things is what like anna said like the fact that you want to make sure that what you're learning is the same thing that he's learning because some churches just <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Gotta ch- you gotta check the spirit right yeah. <laughs> so that would probably be the biggest thing that's yeah. the only thing that for me would be difficult knowing that they go somewhere else mm-hmm. like you're not getting the same rev yeah but mm-hmm. um, definitely purpose is ultimately the end goal. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts about dating, using um, dating sites to meet people? What are your thoughts on <laughs> Christian uh, mingles? And, <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm old school too. Like, I'm all about, like, you have to come to me correct mm-hmm. and be like, listen, I'm interested in you. I want to date you kind of yeah. thing. But I know that obviously we're in a in a season or like in a um, period of time where social media is huge right and i have heard of very successful relationships from you know someone sliding in someone else's dm and now they're married (laughs) and it was actually like a purpose like they're married with purpose right Mm -hmm. um i also have friends that have um found their significant other on an online dating site as well and they seem to be fine as well but i just for me i'm not about that i'm just about i'm old school like I need person-to-person contact, you know, I need to see you, you need to come to me, approach me, do it the old-fashioned way. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with that, because, I don't know, it just seems so impersonal to me, the Mm -hmm. whole DM, and I don't even know the lingo, that's Mm -hmm. how old school I am. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I, if you see someone's picture, for instance, and you like them, make an effort to meet them in person, Mm -hmm. and then you can go from there, but don't talk to me. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've met people from sliding in the DM. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm definitely, I feel like, I know that some sometimes guys are shy. I've heard I can be a bit intimidating. <laughs> so, I yeah, guess I maybe that. if you're shy to talk to me in person, like you can start on a social media network, not yeah. a dating site. Like, you're not going to find me on Christian no. Mingle or mm-hmm. something like that. But you can start on social media just to build up the courage. But mm-hmm. then after a while, you need to get past that because, come on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, what are you guys doing to prepare yourself in your single state? You know, like, um, we spend a short amount of time being single and more amount of time being married. Mm-hmm. But it's like everything we learn or start or build a foundation in singleness is useful for marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing now to prepare? Are you just sort of waiting? Are you building yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you like, how are you preparing to be a wife? I really want to be real with this question and mm-hmm. because I feel like some girls may relate to my, my state of mind mm-hmm. at, at one point. I think things that I've been doing to prepare myself were not intentional. Mm-hmm. The, I didn't start doing these things um, 
thinking, okay, I'm doing this so that I'm ready for my husband. Mm -hmm. I just think this is something that everyone should do, mm -hmm. whether you're planning to be married in four years or ten, mm -hmm. which is educate yourself. Mm -hmm. that's, that's paramount in our society today. Mm -hmm. Just educate yourself, learn as much as you can, learn from whomever you can. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I do is obviously learn how to pray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> learn how to pray. If you yeah. don't know how to, just, you know, I'm sorry, but <laughs> come to TLC. <laughs> but seriously, learn how to pray because I feel like another thing I've learned from watching like women and marriages that I want to, you know, model mine from is um, they pray. They're mm -hmm. women who pray for their families. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning to be that prayerful woman. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and this is not like trying to be highly spiritual. I yeah. just actually see it, it, it helps my life when yeah. I pray. It helps you stay holy. It helps mm. you stay, you know, focused mm -hmm. on your purpose. And then mm -hmm. it puts purpose in clarity, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Because you're talking to God. Who mm -hmm. else better to tell you? Mm -hmm. And then another thing I'm doing is, you know, little things like working out. <laughs> Eating yeah. healthy. Because yes. <laughs> you got to stay snatched, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, just like the... Uh, also, girls, you know, it's hard, but learn how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's a good you know, one. And that's the thing. I want to make this, like, very clear. Mm -hmm. Cooking is a skill. It's not, a, a like, a born gift. Yeah. You're not just born with it. With you it. can learn. So, yeah, to develop and it. be diverse in your cooking. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this doesn't... Really I want to make a point that this doesn't mean that you're going to be a housewife mm -hmm. and your role is going to be cooking, mm -hmm. but it's just... It's part of the deal, I think. Mm -hmm. um, what else am I doing to prepare myself for marriage? Um, um, I just, you know, just, you know, <laughs> like just living life, just living life yeah. and enjoying myself because yeah. ultimately, marriage is not my purpose. Yeah. It is part of what my life is going to look like. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so finding out what you like, mm -hmm. so travel, mm -hmm. um, make new friends, meet new people, mm -hmm. because you don't. If you, for instance, if you get married and your husband ends up traveling a lot, then what? You're just mm. gonna be bored, yeah, mm. and you're gonna be missing him, and then you're gonna be that clingy wife, <laughs> you know, and then overbearing. You don't mm. want that, so yeah, just grow, expand your horizon mm. in every aspect possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you too. Just to like piggyback off of what you said, um, I don't think that like. Well, for me personally, I'm not exactly, I don't have a checklist like, oh, I have to complete all these things before I get married. It's mm -hmm. not like an intentional thing that, oh, I need to do this specifically before I get married. But I'm just trying to live the life that God has for me now mm -hmm. in this single yeah. purpose. Because I feel like a lot of people focus on your purpose when you're married, mm -hmm. but not actually your purpose when you're single. Because yeah. I feel like you have a huge purpose when you're single. Because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of things that you can do when you're single that you can't, can't do, do when you're married. married. Like, That's true. I can take two weeks off and travel the whole world mm -hmm. and I have no one to come. Like, <laughs> I don't have to care about nobody, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it's just me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. I can spend like tireless hours just like praying or just being God's presence going mm -hmm. to church doing whatever and Serving. like yeah I don't have a family to cook for I don't have a husband to attend to mm -hmm. you know so I know for me I'm actually just working on myself like just what you said mm -hmm. getting as much education as I can because mm -hmm. I don't want to be the wife or the mother that's in school with a family yeah. like it works for some people but I know for me I it's not a yeah. portion mm -hmm. I can't and um, it, sorry to try, but mm -hmm. it, it goes back to what you said about seasons as well. Mm -hmm. If you're young, it's your season to educate yourself. It's exactly. your season to like 
invest in yourself exactly. in any way you can. Yeah. So. And also another thing, another way to look at it as well is that when you're marrying someone, it's both of your purposes coming together, right? Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of women think that, oh, I'm going to have to support his purpose, mm-hmm. but you also have a purpose as well. Exactly. So figure out what, um, what God wants you to do in that specific time build it up so that you could actually be very valuable Uh to the man that comes to you Uh when you're ready to get married. Uh Um, Yeah, so just other things that I'm doing too is just, you know, getting my fitness right, Uh (laughs) trying to eat healthy because that marriage weight is real. (laughs) So yeah, trying to do that, Um, getting as much education as I can, Um, focusing on my spiritual life too Mm because when you have a family you have a family to cover in prayer so it's like if you can't cover yourself in prayer you can't cover your kids Uh in prayer you can't cover your husband in prayer Uh so really trying to just like know your word or know my word specifically Uh Um, know how God speaks to me also Uh before I get in a relationship Um, and also just building my prayer life as well yeah definitely like I really feel like we're all in the same spirit yeah (laughs) just investing in myself and what I'm doing I'm living my best life guys I don't know (laughs) I don't know I'm living my best life I'm real talking starting a new brand yeah like it's yeah living my best life so yeah just investing in self Mm -hmm. definitely is important um in your single state okay so let's get to the superficial stuff (laughs) what do you find most attractive in the opposite sex I'm super some tea (laughs) (laughs) let me get my water And if you're gonna go first, sure. Okay. For me, honestly, like, there's two different ways. Mm-hmm. You can either attract me by your looks, so I can look at you and be like, mm, that guy's really good looking. Yeah. And then I get to know you and your personality is on point. I was like, that guy I'm actually interested in mm-hmm. because you have the looks and you have the personality. Mm-hmm. But then also, there's other people where, like, they're decent looking. Like, I always say this, people may think it's rude, but for me to like you, you need to be lookable. <laughs> I don't care if that's not a word. I don't care. I'm making it up. <laughs> you need to be lookable. Like this is gonna sound really rude, but God forgive me. But you need to be like I need to be able to look at you and like not cringe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Is that mean? That's mean. It's mean. Okay. God forgive me. Can we but like, that out? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's my personal attraction, right? Everyone yeah. is different. I mean, what I find good looking, someone may not think it's good That's looking. It. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I have to be able to look at you and like feel that you're like lookable. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a great personality, like your personality is on point, um, then I would be attracted to you. Or even little things like the way people talk. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, I kind of like the way they talk, yeah. or the way they like walk, even like yeah. little things. They like the way they dress. Yeah. Other things can attract me too, so it just depends. Yeah, I'm attracted to intelligence. Mm-hmm. So if I can hold a conversation with you above everything, mm-hmm. I think that's something that I can see potential in. Um, but obviously, like Anna says, <laughs> I'm as shallow as they get. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being shallow, though. Right? Like, you know wrong. what? God gave us eyes to see mm. and then to like what we see. Mm. So I feel like I need to be I able believe, to... No, I feel that that's actually a word. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> because, even, because even when God created, he said that it was good. good. So if he I saw. see you, I should see wow. that it is good. That's, that's a, a word. word. <laughs> so um, I really, I you know, I like those tall guys I'm already like 5'11 so you know guys gotta come with a little bit extra uh-huh. you know in the height but I also 
I'm very attracted to confidence, mm. but not cockiness because mm. there's a difference. So come confident. Don't if a guy's like trying to holler at me and he's like, I'm afraid to talk to her, and I hear it from their body. It's already kind of like putting me off. Mm-hmm. Like I know who I am. So if you know who you are, just talk to me. What do you got to lose? Mm-hmm. You're gonna be embarrassed if I reject you. It's, it lasts a, mi- a microsecond and yeah. then it's over. So mm-hmm. I'm attracted to like guys who are confident. And uh, another thing that has to be there for me is a good sense of humor because mm-hmm. I yeah, love to laugh. To laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. like don't take life too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a list. Um, I'll break it into sections Yeah. so for physical my like number one I don't know why I'm attracted to guys with nice lips I don't know like I just that's the first thing I look at on a guy always like it's the first thing like I don't like guys that don't moisturize their lips like it's dry (laughs) so if you're like if your lips are dry like already it's out of your counsel if you don't have like you need chapstick right so I, I that's the first thing like I like nice lips then number two cologne Ugh, if it's oh cologne, yeah if he smells mm. good I'm the type of person like if you smell really good and we're hugging I'll hold on to you <laughs> <laughs> I won't let go that's so like so it's I know it's happened a lot but <laughs> I, I like physically I need the lips and the cologne but like yeah. if you don't have the lips I mean fine but the cologne is like not it's not negotiable yeah. yeah but the confidence obviously is really like mm-hmm. i need the co- i like my guys cocky mm-hmm. i know it sounds weird but okay not cocky but like so confident that it's, it's almost borderline like. cocky and i like the ones that i like guys that are just like cool like oh what's the word like they're just you know what i'm talking like, about they're they just they're just yeah. smooth like the charisma just, yeah. charisma. Yeah. Like, they're mm-hmm. just they're smooth the ones that they're i like i feel like church guys are really dry Oh, and they'll just be like, oh yeah, hey Teresa, how are you? Like, yeah. yeah, we should do something. Like I got like guys that are just like they're like flirting with you. They're like cute. They're like staring at yeah. you. Like, oh yes, love it. Yeah. So yeah, they gotta show interest. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like because you know how the world. I know it's really bad, but you know guys in the world like yeah. they're, they're so just, direct. They're direct yeah. and they're like so, so like suave. Yeah. Like, the way yeah. they're, like they'll be watching you from across the room and they, just, and they have no shame too. Eye contact, mm-hmm. like, Can I tell the story about our encounter recently? <laughs> go ahead. So we go to this donut shop <laughs> and it turns out to be closed. And I'm goofing around at the door, crying like open the door. <laughs> and then the guy is just like standing there and he he owns the donut shop just to slide and i'm with my friend anna and just from like we have a conversation about when they're gonna open next because we're obsessed with donuts and then the next minute i know this guy just looks at her he goes you're beautiful just he did not even yeah he didn't even hesitate no i just want confidence too like you're beautiful yeah like it took me by surprise i was like oh (laughs) thank you So, like, that's the kind of confidence. Yeah. He wasn't cocky about no. it. But that's he knew what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know. <laughs> that's what I need from church guys. Yeah. So that's the physical. <laughs> then we move on to spiritual. I love the word, which people know. Mm-hmm. But I also have, like, a lot of questions. Because I'm the type of person, like, I, I have to break it down in my head to understand. It's not enough to know, like, this happened and, like, why it happened. So a guy that, because the Bible says he has to watch you for, with the word. And he mm-hmm. wash you with, because the Bible says he has to wash you with the word. So I have to be able to ask you questions and you can answer them. Like, mm-hmm. if you can give me insight knowledge on something I don't yes. know, I will just sit there and be in love. Like, mm-hmm. let me have your babies. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 
Like, wow. Yeah. Like, so I really love that spiritually, but like, ultimate spiritually, I like men that are just humble. Like, lift your hands and worship. Yeah. Like, that's how I, do. I hate men when we go and guys, they, they try to be cool, cool. so they don't lift their hands. Yeah. Actually, their arms are folded. Yeah, yeah. They just look down, or their arms are folded. Like, mm-hmm. if you lift your hands and worship, like, that's it. I'm good. Yeah. No, so. yeah. And even the biggest turnoff for me is someone who's not engaged in service. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like on their phone all their time, mm-hmm. like, yeah. re- like, looking around, just not like just sitting down receiving, mm-hmm. you know? Because that's also a sign of humility for me exactly. you can't humble yourself to listen to the preacher like exactly. there's something wrong it shows that you <laughs> can you, submit yourself to someone yeah. it's a lack of honor mm-hmm. for yeah. me you're not respecting the environment you're in exactly. if you're on your phone while a preacher is speaking yeah it's one thing if you're taking notes you know That's mm-hmm. but you know most of them aren't <laughs> yeah. So. yeah and that just leads to the next question what is the most like unattractive thing or what turns you off the most mm, pride I have a list. Yeah, but pride <laughs> is my number one. If you're prideful, get away. Like, I can't. I can't yeah. deal with pride because I feel like pride leads to a lot of things. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like in a relationship, I feel like pride can really tear down a relationship. Because, um, for example, like if you're prideful and I tell you like, oh, you did something wrong, but you don't actually realize you did it wrong, you won't fix it. That's true. Right. So that thing's gonna keep on bothering me, and you're not gonna fix it, and we're mm-hmm. just gonna go in circles, and it's just not gonna be solved. Yeah. So I feel like pride's my number one. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree with you. Pride comes before a fall. Mm-hmm. So if you're prideful, it leads to it's other insecurities. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think insecurity will feed your pride mm-hmm. because yeah. you try to mask it and, you know. But I think for me, one of the things that really turns me off, are we in the spiritual or anything? So if guy a guy has habits like smoking or, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know, drinking, I don't go that, yeah. that route. Um, but in the spiritual, if you don't know your worthy, like you just said, mm-hmm. no, and you're not making an effort to, yeah, like mm. where are we heading? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so be humble, honor yourself, and honor the place you're in. So if you don't have that, I'm not riding with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another thing too, it's kind of superficial, but a guy that eats loudly, like I can't. <laughs> If you're eating and I can hear you from down the hallway, I I, I can't. Mm-hmm. That's a big turn off for me. Mm-hmm. Like just close your mouth. When and you're those eating. are things you would learn after you've been on a couple. Yeah, of days, right? that would quickly turn me off. Yeah, like, just, I can't. Yeah, and someone who's like obsessed with the sound of their voice. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't do that because <laughs> you gotta have a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> for me, it's if a man is short. Well, that was on my list already. Teresa. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've repented. I've repented. I used to be a part of Six Foot Gang, but I've learned that there sometimes you can find love under six feet. Yes, you can. Yes. So, okay, it's not if a man is short anymore. Because they can be six foot nothing. (laughs) Yeah, six foot stupid. So I, I repented. Yeah. So you can find love under six feet. <laughs> but for me, it's um I I I hate when okay so the whole submission thing obviously like mm-hmm. as women wives you will submit to your husband but I hate men that talk down mm. to me like if you're with somebody or getting to know someone and even like I said I like to ask a lot of questions so like I plan to learn from you yeah because I like to ask a lot of questions but don't talk at, at me, me or mm. down at me talk to me still like I'm your equal but you're teaching me something so I like men that yeah. can teach you but not uh, but teach you as an equal mm. not gonna teach you but treat you lesser because you know what I mean like, yeah, I like that's true. people that talk at me or talk down on me so mm-hmm. that's my biggest 
Ooh, pet peeve, like you're canceled. I have a question about it. Do you think it happens a lot in churches it where does. they feel like the females are lesser? Yeah, mm. I think yeah. that whole submission word yeah. kind of um, promotes that culture. So yeah. sometimes yeah. they try to talk at you, and I'm just like, boy, I have oil too. <laughs> so that's not. Yeah. And I think it's because they haven't understood that scripture. Mm-hmm. So call your spiritual fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So is is McDonald's an acceptable first oh, date? <laughs> I would say straight up no. I'm bougie. I've been mean, bougie since 1990. It depends. <laughs> it depends your age group, though, right? Because you said date in general. Mm-hmm. If you're 14, honestly, go to McDonald's. It's fine. <laughs> but 26. I'm 26. If you're taking me to tw- to McDonald's at 26, mm-hmm. you don't respect me. <laughs> Okay, what about, <laughs> let's, let's say fast me. food in general. What about Starbucks, McDonald's, Tim Hortons, okay. all those places? Okay, I... Uh, <laughs> first date, you guys are just getting to know each, know each other. I would do a coffee date, mm-hmm. but just don't bring me to McDonald's. Like, mm-hmm. no. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's... Also, because you have to think of a date, mm-hmm. you're going somewhere, you want to have a conversation, mm-hmm. get to know each other. So is the setting of McDonald's conducive to that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's loud. Yeah. There are kids running around. You know, you want to bring, even if it's, you can go to Starbucks that are like nicer, because mm-hmm. there are Starbucks places that are like mm-hmm. nicer, more intimate. But also, you, it doesn't have to be Starbucks. It could be another coffee shop mm-hmm. that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even about the price of the food or mm-hmm. how much you're gonna spend on me mm-hmm. because I can get my own food it's just it's just the respect you're giving me mm-hmm. and, and bringing me somewhere that looks nice that has good service mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. put some thought in it mm-hmm. you know and I want to have a good time on the date as much as you mm-hmm. if McDonald's your favorite food we can have that on our fifth date mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> yeah like I agree coffee dates are fine I actually like coffee dates because yeah. you actually get to have conversation and yeah. talk mm-hmm. Um, the one first date I don't like is movie dates because well, you can't talk. Honestly, yeah. yeah. That's for wimps. Exactly. That's like the fifth date in you can go to the movies. I but... think movie dates are for hookups. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's cozy and they always pick that like chick flick that's yeah. going to make you feeling ways. Yeah. So, holy water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember I went, there's this guy I really liked. And then he took me on a movie day. I didn't like him after that. <laughs> and I really liked him. Like, that's the thing. Like, I actually liked him. Like, I spent months yeah. actually waiting mm. for him to ask me out. Like, every day I would talk to God and be like, God, please make this man <laughs> oh, ask me wow. out. Finally, he asked me out. And then he took me to a movie. I didn't like him after that. Mm. No. Canceled. No. Nope. It's kind of lazy, eh? Yeah. It is. Like, like, it's like you didn't put effort and thought into mm-hmm. the date. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, coffee dates. Okay, well, I think, like... I agree with you guys. Coffee dates are good, but, like, you better take me to, like, Bridgehead, Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to Tim Hortons. No. no. Don't, no. So, like, <laughs> coffee dates work, but don't take me to Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And if, at that point, though, have you, like, at least been texting and then you've agreed? Mm-hmm. So, they know a little bit about you. Okay. So, they yeah. know what you like. I think if it's tailored to you, it's then it's, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, is there a point in being friends after a failed relationship attempt? <laughs> I haven't answered this. I don't want to be extra, but also I want to be real. So, I want to be extra. 
To the no, no. <laughs> to the no, no. No. Why? No strike. I don't see the point. Yeah. <laughs> I agree 100%. Like, there's there's absolutely no point. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like once your feelings have been invested, you can't withdraw your feelings. Yeah. You know? The more and more you talk to the person, like, I'll give a quick example from my life. Like, I dated someone, and we... Uh, ended our relationship just for different reasons. It wasn't anything bad at all. So we agreed that afterwards we were still going to try to be friends, right? So it was a long distance relationship. But the thing is, so for us to be friends, meaning that we would like FaceTime and talk. So I was like, what's really the difference between what we're doing now and what we were doing before, right? And so even he was like, yeah, honestly, I can't continue this because like it's just hard because we're not actually in a relationship. Uh But like we're still talking every day. So our feelings are still invested. Uh So you can't exactly get over the person, right? So I feel like it's a just very bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an story I guess for me what happens I dated this guy and after we weren't together we stayed friends for many years but the thing is I was look, always looking for pieces of him in other people mm-hmm. so it kind of distorted my view of who I wanted to be with or even just opening up to other people it kind of hindered it mm-hmm. because as much I was talking to him and then obviously going on whatever dates I was going on so it, it was never, I was never really detached from him. Mm-hmm. I was always still invested in him and I knew about his life, where he was going, mm-hmm. sometimes more than the people I was actually talking to. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a close chapter. Why are you going back to yeah. it? Yeah. Like it doesn't mean you have to be mean to the no. person, but it's just like <laughs> saying hi, bye. That's fine. Yeah. But you shouldn't, there's no point to be friends. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I agree with everything that you guys said. If there's feelings and all of that, and if you tried a relationship and it didn't work it shows that you know so yeah yeah Yeah. all right so this was sent in by a man so now we are um yeah kind of going into the questions that are sent in which i still don't have a name for but we believe in god (laughs) so this young man says what should a real man be able to do a man that is ready to pursue a woman what should he have before he approaches that's a very very good question mm-hmm. good i like question. that he's being intentional and he wants yeah. to know he's not trying to waste nobody's time That's yeah so. um i feel like a quote-unquote real man if they want to approach um a woman i feel like they should at least have a vision you know they should obviously know their purpose because you can't find your wife without knowing your purpose right because mm-hmm. purpose is supposed to attract purpose so you should definitely have a vision for your life you, sh- you should have, you should know your purpose um but in terms of like superficial things i know everyone says like oh you need to have a house you need to maybe have a car and everything i don't necessarily it's great if you do if you don't i don't necessarily think that's a deciding factor but you should at least have your finances on point you know like you should at least have a stable job because when you're about to marry someone like you're taking on pretty much another financial i don't want to say burden but it's pretty much a financial burden mm-hmm. right you have to financially be able to support that person responsibility yeah financial responsibility so if you can't if you're struggling to support yourself it's definitely not wise to take another person in mm-hmm. and marry them and then try to support them mm-hmm. you know so that's what i yeah, i agree think. with that um if you're still living at home you have no business like you know what I mean? If you if you not you could still be at home but at least you're working towards, you know mm-hmm. if you're in high school or uh, let's leave high school out of this, if you're in university 
and you're on OSAP, you're not ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. So don't start to pursue a girl and promise her the world when you don't have a house. And I agree with you, Anna. It's not paramount to have a house, but you have to be working towards it. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as how should they come, vision is key. I agree with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else? Um, I, just, I just feel like we've been talking about this, you know? Yeah. Like, you have to be uh, self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be disciplined because mm-hmm. you're going to be the head of the household. Mm-hmm. So if you have no discipline in your walk with God, in your work, mm-hmm. which means you have to be have a steady job, then mm-hmm. where are you taking me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. The thing is, a man is supposed to be a protector mm-hmm. and supposed to be a provider for the, the household, supposed to be the visionary of the household. You mm-hmm. have to come with all those things. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if you don't see all the pictures yet, mm-hmm. as long as you have pieces of it and mm-hmm. then we can add to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a team effort. Exactly, yeah. So just and come with humility, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back on that mm-hmm. because... As much, and you can come. The thing is, you can come. You can have all those things mm-hmm. and still not be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Me, it's so, so true. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so many pieces of this one. I want to revisit this question when I'm wiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely agree with everything you guys are saying. I'm actually supposed to write a blog on this, but oh, you know looking out for that. You know me and my uh, slacking. <laughs> but um, um, for this question, I think when you look at the Bible, uh, just even from the beginning with Adam. And you see what um, you, you see how God took Adam through the different seasons of his life, even mm-hmm. though short. Um, he went through four seasons or three seasons before he eventually had his woman. So mm-hmm. you see how he starts when he's created, and God takes him through a season of worship where he's mm-hmm. walking with God mm-hmm. and he's getting to know God. So that comes in with the spiritual discipline that you mm-hmm. guys talked about. Mm-hmm. So that is something that needs to be checked. Yeah. And then um, he talked him how to lead how to use his words to command things he named all the animals right mm-hmm. so he taught him how to be a leader yeah. like he mm-hmm. put him in charge of the garden and he taught him how to be a leader so mm-hmm. that leadership skill is obviously a check mark yeah. mm-hmm. and then he also t- gave him a task to do to tend to attend the garden and watch over it. After mm-hmm. he had exercised his leadership qualities, he had work. So exactly. a job. A job. Mm-hmm. You need a job. Yeah. So <laughs> he gave him a job. So that's another thing that needs to be checked. And then mm-hmm. finally, he brought the women. So yeah, just yeah. like everyone has said, just um, basically walking with God, very important. That's mm-hmm. the first one that mm-hmm. he did. So make sure that that is in check. Mm-hmm. And then um, as everything follows, then you should be good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we're reasonable. Like, because we're thing. human too. Yeah. yeah. So don't think that we're out here with a checkbook, like a checklist <laughs> waiting to, yeah. to tick it off. Mm-hmm. No, we're re- females are very reasonable and accommodating. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, there's another question sent in by a listener. What's one thing you've learned in singleness that you think will be essential and necessary in your marriage? Ooh, hmm. that's a very good question. Yeah, that's loaded. Um, I need a minute to think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, same too. here. Um, saving. <laughs> Yo. Okay. We're still working on that. Oh, okay, I can go. Um... I've I've learned recently actually that marriage is not about self and I think growing up in and out of the church um, there's like a 
culture for women that says like once you've married you've arrived like mm-hmm. your whole purpose in life is to get married like mm-hmm. most people make it seem like your life starts after marriage mm-hmm. like it's like when you're even whether you're in the church or not it's always like oh do this don't do that learn to cook do that you need to learn how to clean you need to be domestic for your husband so like marriage is like the peak of your life that's like the the, the end point so mm-hmm. to say right <clears throat> um so but um, there's people that are married and life continues like yeah. you get married that one day and mm-hmm. then then what mm-hmm. <laughs> i always ask people all the time yeah and people find it weird i'm like okay so then you get married and then what like yeah you you, you wake up you turn around and there's a man there because <laughs> you, you you've gotten married and that's what they've been telling you yeah. all the whole time you need to get married so now you're married then what does your life stop like yeah. Yeah. Life, right so um one thing i've learned is marriage is not about me it's not about like my life and everything I'm doing is not about marriage. It's not about me. Marriage is not about me having a husband or having someone to talk to or having kids. It's about God. Wow. It's about fulfilling a purpose wow. for God. So mm. understanding, so, so knowing that and keeping that in my mind has really redefined. And I, like I said, it's a recent study, but it's really redefined how I see marriage and what I'm looking forward to in marriage. Understanding mm-hmm. that each and every day that I spend with this man, from the time that we court and we decide that we are going to get married each and every day is a day to please God and to fill mm. to fulfill the purpose that he set wow. up for us. It's not okay. about us living together for 30 years and mm-hmm. being couple goals. It's not about us staying <laughs> together and oh my gosh, we've been together for so long. It's not about anniversary parties. It's mm-hmm. not about having the kids. It's not about us building and living life. And those things are great. Like you want to be comfortable. It's not about buying houses and driving in nice cars. Mm-hmm. It's not about his and hers. It's about mm-hmm every single day being intentional about fulfilling the purpose mm-hmm. that God would because like honestly I <laughs> the reason why I'm getting married is to fulfill a purpose I can't yeah. do on my own or that's else I true. wouldn't get married uh-huh. yeah. like that's the he made marriage to fulfill a purpose right uh-huh. so making sure that that is constantly on my mind that the purpose is more important than anything else mm-hmm. so yeah that is one thing I've learned that I think is really going to help in my marriage just with little things even like fights and little uh-huh. things like that when you want to throw in the towel or when you want to quit or when you're not um you know like getting along and people are accusing yeah. things happen yeah so just constantly making sure that like that is at the back of my mind that every single day that we spend is to fulfill a purpose uh-huh. and for god to get his glory so yeah that's my lesson that's amazing that's really good yeah. it's deep that's really good um, well, in the short time, I've had to think about this question. <laughs> um, I think two things. And one of the, you just mentioned short, short, shortly in your uh, re- response. Mm-hmm. For me, it's that people are people. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I've learned recently. I used to have such high expectations mm-hmm. of people that I interacted with, but more so people that I let into my life. Mm-hmm. But over the last couple of years, I've learned that people mess up, and that's okay, because mm-hmm. we are all human. And not to say that I didn't mess up, I just somehow in my head would put people on pedestals mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, and expect them to be, you know, better than me or better than the next guy or whatever. But then I realized it's a grace thing, you know. So I have learned to be more accepting of flaws uh, that come with everyone. And um, I have learned to not shine a torch on them. And focus shift my focus on people's strengths instead so and I think that's something that could easily break a marriage mm-hmm. because one thing 
um, let's just take a thing. For instance, we were just talking about saving as a joke. Mm-hmm. But if someone doesn't know how to do money stuff, that could, and that's their flaw, and you focus on that, then you're always going to be arguing over money. Mm-hmm. You're always going to, and that's okay. Not everyone's graced to know those mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. you know? So just maybe give them different tasks in the marriage. Maybe talk about it before, mm-hmm. because now you know that that's not their strength. So I have learned to be more accepting of that. And then another thing, I've learned the importance the importance of being like giving and forgiving because mm-hmm. that's what love is, right? Mm-hmm. I never really understood that definition of love um, before. I used to think of love as a Hollywood movie. You mm-hmm. know, we had our moments. But I've really grown in the last couple of years that love, like uh, marriage is always, like you said, it's not about you. So mm-hmm. always giving and forgiving mm-hmm. because that's the only way you stay together mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> when you stop thinking about yourself putting the other person first like trying to walk in their shoes as well um, and I'm sure there are so many other lessons I'm gonna learn uh, I try not to date a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's exhausting <laughs> so I don't have like a, a lot of like knowledge when it comes to that but I know that um, just because I'm willing to learn, that's another thing. I always have a learning spirit mm-hmm. that once I bring that into my marriage, mm-hmm. then it's going to strengthen it and I think it's gonna, really going to help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm, those are very two very good answers. Um, <laughs> for me, I think that the most thing I've noticed just from watching other people's relationships and also just notice with my personal friendships, because I always like to think of my friendships as like a trial period of like, how my relationship would be right so like the way I treat my friends or the way I um, have friendships that's like for me a modified version of like my future relationship Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like the one thing I've learned is communication and transparency is really Mm. really staple in relationships like I feel like a lot of relationships now fall because of transparency transparency issues Mm -hmm. in the fact that one person has a secret and doesn't exactly tell the other person Mm -hmm. right and then Later, the secret comes out because secrets always, always do. everything in the dark always comes to light. It's yeah. even biblical. Mm-hmm. Find yeah. that in the Bible. <laughs> so obviously, it comes in the light, and that obviously breaks down a relationship, right? And also communication too, and knowing that your relationship, you're a team. Mm-hmm. Like Teresa said before, it shouldn't be a kind of condescending, condescending relationship where there's one person speaking down to the other person. But know that you guys both have a different role mm-hmm. in your relationship and you're putting those roles together to fulfill a greater purpose, mm-hmm. right? So just to know that um, you work as a team with your with your significant other and to know to keep your communication open. So um, knowing that you can, I think the fact that you can know that you can talk to your partner about anything yeah that's also really good so in like the early stages of relationship i feel like you should build that transparency where you can talk to your to your partner about anything possible just so you can have that strong foundation mm-hmm. uh, can i just add one thing mm-hmm. um and i was just talking it came to my mind i think n- learning to nurture your relationships as well mm-hmm. because um I like I always quote Pastor Alf mm-hmm. when he said, "Whatever you don't appreciate, depreciates." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just in what I've learned is with my friends, the more time I give them, the stronger relationships are, because I'm investing in them as they're investing in me, mm-hmm. and we're building interests together. Mm-hmm. So I I find that um, honestly I, I think that once I'm married, the more like just nurturing it. Don't give up on date night. Don't mm-hmm. give up on 
you know, the little cute things you used to do for each other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those things that made you um, come from a point of friendship to now I have feelings for this guy. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you want to <coughs> keep doing. It doesn't end because you're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you say, marriage is not the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole part of it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. I remember I was reading um, this thing on Twitter as well, and um, I forget the guy's name, but he said something. He said, like, um, he was talking about, um, like, love in for millennials, like the new generation of um, millennials and how they give up so easily on people mm-hmm. and how um, the divorce rate is higher and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he said, um, if your partner met all your conditions, it wouldn't be unconditional love. And I was just like, wow, that's how it works. Right? And I was like, And I was like, damn, that's still though. Can he be 6'1? Because, um, like, if we look at how we're supposed to love our partners, and the Bible says, you know, husbands love your wives, and Christ loved the church, Mm -hmm. but even still, we're supposed to love them as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we try to slide by because it doesn't say wives, but (laughs) we're supposed to love them unconditionally as well. So, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if they met all the conditions it wouldn't be unconditional love so Mm -hmm. just like what you guys all said like um they will have flaws they're not perfect Uh they're human so being able to understand and work with and still love them through that so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that has been it um yeah all right these questions are good yeah Yeah. people were thinking today yeah (laughs) all right so the next one is if you were married how different do you think your life would be i mean I feel like it would be kind of different just because I'm accountable now for a man, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But other than that, I don't think it would be that different. Like, I would still right. do my daily routine, you mm-hmm. know? Like, go to the gym, go to the school if I'm still in school. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I feel like it would be different in the sense of how I spend my time also. Mm-hmm. So more of my time would be towards my husband, obviously. Yeah. So, like, what we're doing now, like, <laughs> no offense, I don't have time for you guys. <laughs> Like, obviously, I still make time for my friends, but mm-hmm. I won't be hanging out with my friends more yeah. because now I have my husband, mm-hmm. right? But other than that, I don't think my life would change yeah. that much. The minute you asked that question, I thought of that answer mm-hmm. because it was like, um, I want to make sure that my husband, I'm his best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to be spending way more time with him um, uh, than I would be. I would hope that my life as it is though doesn't change that much because mm-hmm. I really like my life right now. Yeah. I don't want to quit serving. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, quit eating out because <laughs> I really like that part of my life. So like, um, I think it would be very similar. Mm-hmm. Like you said, what if you're working on yourself towards marriage, mm-hmm. when you get into marriage, then what continues on? Yeah. Yeah. But I think my circle might uh, grow mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that we might want to have more couple friends as opposed to single friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's not that I don't like my friends anymore. It's just like different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what else? I think I might have to <laughs> adjust my some of my interests to go with his. Because mm-hmm. um, if he likes, say, Sunday football and he wants to host his friends, mm-hmm. then... I might have to change and adjust to that. Yeah. So just so he feels like I appreciate what he's doing Mm -hmm. and what he likes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. I would. I would hope that my life wouldn't change too much. Like Mm -hmm. I said. Like you guys all said. I I do like my life. So (laughs) I. I wouldn't want it. And for me, like you know, I'm pretty passionate about ministry. So I would need to be with someone that could help with with that. So yeah, I would hope it would stay the same. Just the fact that there's a person to take into account. Mm 
Sorry, Tia. Just to that point, though, if you're hoping that your life will change after marriage, you're in for a shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you're waiting for a man to change your life, yeah. then that's really the mm. problem. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you need to talk to someone, and not in a shady way. <laughs> yeah. In that's a true. Really, yeah. Like, as women, mm-hmm. you can't wait for a man to change your that's life. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. All right. So, is it okay for a Christian to date or marry a Muslim? I mean, no. Biblically, obviously, no. <laughs> like, I have no rebuttal. It's yeah, no. it's just no. Like, <laughs> no, period. You, yeah, should, so like, you, should, yeah. you should know better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> um. Okay, they can't see you. She's shaking her head. I know. <laughs> and it's, 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 it comes down to what the Bible instructs for a husband and wife. He's supposed to wash you with the word. If he doesn't read the word, how can he wash you? It's true. Yeah, and just, yeah. Just, yeah, just. Okay, so. um, (laughs) um, The next question is, I'm so scared that if I marry a man of God that I'll mess up his calling. Or at least maybe in his eyes, I'll want too much attention. I've never dated before, but I know when I do, I'll be all in, all ears, and in love. How can my love for my man ruin his calling? And at first, I didn't really understand the question, but deeper um, insight is that um, basically um, she feels like um, if she's married to a man of God, a pastor, Uh she means, um, or a preacher, a shepherd, that is called to a flock and has to tend to the flock she would want to be with him she would want him not to travel she would want his attention but having to share her husband with the flock i get that so she doesn't want to feel like she is ruining his call because Mm -hmm. she wants the attention on her yeah i mean that question almost kind of like made me sad because when you're reading it i just kind of felt like a little bit of insecurity Mm -hmm. on her point Mm because I feel like when you're single and you're aspiring to be married or you're waiting for God to bring your par- partner, you should have confidence in God that he will match you up with someone that's perfect for you, mm-hmm. right? And that man will also think that you're perfect for him. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even worry about ruining his call at all because, mm-hmm. I mean, if your man's a pastor and he's going to be traveling all over the world, God took that into account mm-hmm. when he put you guys together, yeah. right? So obviously you're going to be graced for that. Like you're going to have a certain grace where... Um, it's okay, like, you'll be okay when your husband goes and travels and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I honestly, I wouldn't worry about that. I would just put more of my focus in trusting God that he brings someone that's perfect for you and that you will actually be also perfect for that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think the best answer to that question is what Teresa was talking about just mm-hmm. a moment ago, how marriage is not about you. Mm-hmm. So, just find a way to get yourself out of the way mm-hmm. so that God can do what he wants to mm-hmm. do. So, um, but obviously there, there are layers there that we can't scratch right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you are not comfortable being by yourself, then you're not going to be comfortable in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drive that point That's true. home today. <laughs> if you don't remember anything I tell you today, I feel like whenever you don't want to bring insecurities and stuff and mm-hmm. baggage to your relationship so mm-hmm. deal with it before it mm-hmm. just makes things easier because in marriage a whole set of new challenges come up mm-hmm. that you're going to have to face so just deal with 
that first and then come into it after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I agree. I think, um, I'm trying to be diplomatic like yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, just like you guys have all said, um, I think it's, there's a deeper problem there, but I also think what people need to take into account is like, physical attention is not necessarily a sign of love, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, we look at, um, like even our relationship with God, you can't see God physically, mm -hmm. but you know that he's there you feel the love still even though you can't you don't have a physical and uh, he doesn't you don't physically have his attention it's not tangible he's not holding you he's not buying you gifts he's not taking you out you still know that he loves you and you feel his love mm -hmm. so i don't feel like a man traveling and doing all that stuff i don't feel like that should confuse or get and in, interfere with how his his devotion to you as a wife if that makes sense yeah. like at the end of the day marriage is a part of his ministry it's his ministry as well so if he's married to you his his role is to lead you and to treat you as a wife so even if he's there or not there i don't see how that like i understand you won't physically be there but it, look at it the same way you have your relationship with god he's not mm -hmm. physically there but you still feel his love i feel mm -hmm. like it's sort of the same thing yeah. so yeah i am um, but to all the pastors who are like traveling though all the time and not paying att any attention to their home, mm -hmm. I like what you just said. So I want to say to all the pastors that are traveling and the men of God that are taking care of the flock, do not forget your family. Mm, that's true. Your first ministry is your family. Mm -hmm. And God gives you the grace to be able to handle both of those things. So don't neglect one mm -hmm. and then find the other one thriving and then find yourself in you know it's there's nothing sadder when you see a man of god and his children are maybe going with you know like wayward, wayward. Yeah. yeah so just pay attention to them yeah all right all right so the next question is to be very honest i have a thing for a certain type of man but the way my life is set up i can't really build my life with this certain type of man <laughs> because they're not in my connections in my sphere of life how do I get what I want without going too far? Oof. I don't really get it. Um, I think what she's trying to say is she likes a certain type of guy, mm -hmm. but the way he lives his life is different from how she lives her life. Okay. But she wants him, but she knows that it's not going to go like to marriage. So how can she have her cake and eat it too? So like, say you're a Christian, you want a thug. Yeah. She wants a hood. She wants a hood nigga. <laughs> She knows that she can't make it work with a hood nigga, but she still wants a little piece of that without taking it too far. Wild well, then. Oh, man. I mean... <laughs> mm. But is it the perfect will of God exactly. for you, though? Because, I mean, there was a time where I was into, like... Like, I went for the player types, you know? Yeah. But then the more and more I got closer to God, the more and more... I, like, I changed, like, my attraction to people changed, mm -hmm. right? Just because I knew that where I'm heading, they can't help me in mm -hmm. any way. They can't take me there, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say to her, think about yourself, you know? Think about the man that's going to try to help you get closer to your purpose, mm -hmm. 
you know like is a is, is a thug really gonna i mean they could but i'm just saying like realistically is, are they gonna help you are they gonna push you closer to god mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i mean attraction is nice and i feel like at the end of the day god always meets our attraction even if initially we don't see it but then our eyes may open mm-hmm. you know the scales may fall off mm-hmm. and the person that we end up with we're gonna think is the most oh, handsome person <laughs> in the world you know i'm looking at you <laughs> So at the end of the day, just trust God that he'll meet your attraction because I really believe that he always will. Even though initially it's not the type, like the um, exact type that you go for, in the end, I feel like you will be attracted to your husband. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say if it's a personality thing, you can find your personality preference in the house of God. Mm-hmm. If it's a character thing, then you need to change your... Um, you need to change what you're weighing uh, with you because um, if you're into thugs or you're trying to live for Christ then maybe you haven't grown enough to be able to get married plain and simple Um, I I don't know I just feel like there's more to this question Mm -hmm. than I can't quite give a complete answer Mm -hmm. because I know I truly believe that God has someone for you that will come and com- not complete you, but with with your heart's desires will be met mm-hmm. when you when you find your, your right mate. Mm-hmm. So in the house of God. So yeah, definitely. Don't look anywhere else. Like really, it, that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Marriage is not a missionary field. No, nope. you're not gonna convert anyone. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the worst case is when they tell you they're changing to suit your your needs, mm. and then two years into marriage, they're asking you to give up your church life. Mm-hmm. So, or like, oh, we never spend time together because you're always serving. Mm-hmm. Or um, let's even take it in a different way. Maybe they're not even in the world and not thugs. They're just maybe into politics and that's their main passion. And they can't understand why you're obsessed about God, you know? So uh, just look in the house of God. There is plenty. Mm. And God will not leave his children to starve. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, just what you guys said. Like, I don't know. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. It's basically one or the other. So, yeah. get it together, sis. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the next one is, the standard of being a woman of God seems too high. I see and hear preachers talk about real women of God and what they did to attract their men of God. And I think all my saved friends have to do is look hot and they're with incredible men. Why is it so hard to date when you're saved? Right, girl? I feel, I feel you. you 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know how to answer this one for uh, you. Because we're struggling, we're struggling too. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes you even feel like, I've crossed the checks, you know? Yeah. And it's like, then where is the do that? Yeah. <laughs> but... Honestly, just keep your eyes on God. Don't worry. Yeah. Sometimes just... And also know that just because you're looking at your friend's lives from the outside doesn't mean it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So just stay... Keep your eyes on God. And mm-hmm. He's got you. Don't worry. But, like, there's this poet I like. Her name's Genetics. She said, why should I be worried about my um, uh, biological clock when I serve the author of time? Mm-hmm. So don't worry if, if you, all your friends are married or maybe engaged and they're all having weddings. Those are just parties, you know. Mm-hmm. What's important is that you stay the course that God has put out for you and he'll come. 
he'll come. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, just don't even worry about... Because I know for me, all of my friends are getting married. Like, literally Everywhere. everyone mm-hmm. is getting married. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, like... Um, just like Olga said, keep your eyes on God and someone will come. Someone mm-hmm. will come who likes you for who you are. You won't mm-hmm. even have to try to be anything that you're not. Yeah. You know, you won't have to be trying to be, you won't have to try to be super spiritual mm-hmm. or anything. He will just like every single quality in you. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even worry about that. Your yeah. your time will definitely come. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that whole how you have to act to attract that nonsense. Just be yourself. Yeah. God, like, um, I think someone mentioned it earlier, he knew who you were before he partnered you up, and he knew who you would be, too, so he placed you with someone, or has put someone for you that likes every part of that, so just be yourself, Mm -hmm. look hot, watch and pray, yeah, Mm -hmm. well, watch and pray is is serious, because sometimes they're just right in front of you, and you don't even see, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, watch and pray, perspective, yes, (laughs) Um, okay, so the next one is, is it wise to try and find a man of God in your own church? It's like emojis on high demand because there are many in the church and women are always on their toes. Right? This hyperactiveness of being a wife more than just being myself is a struggle, similar to the last question. Yeah. Am I just not ready or is this I want him battle amongst church girls? <laughs> nasty. It's nasty. It was nasty. I feel you 100%. It's literally... The thirst is so real in church. Like, it's disgusting. It's practically the Sahara. (laughs) No, I can relate to that question 100% because I see it all the time. Girls are just throwing themselves at man of God. Have you ever noticed when a new dude shows up at your church? Oh my gosh. I start opening, people start (laughs) looking. Girls, like, comes all, like... Next, the next yeah. Sunday, we all like dolls. But up. honestly, it goes both ways too. When a new girl comes into church, yeah. who you like looks so? cute. Yeah, yeah. Okay. all the guys are all in. Who looks cute? Who's like super anointed, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. All the guys are after her. So it goes both ways <laughs> until they get to know them. <laughs> <laughs> People but, like shiny things, they like yeah. things that are like new and untouched. Exactly. Yeah. But you can you can look at people walking into a church and think they're new and untouched. Mm-hmm. People are drawn to a church because they're they're sick and mm-hmm. there's something that they need to get healed. Exactly. That's just the nature of church. Mm-hmm. So first of all, if if you see someone coming, they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't be too like don't be fooled by the package. All that glitters is not gold. So um <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, it's okay. Oh, but I was just gonna say, it seems like it was a girl that was asking this question. Yes. Um, everything is too. You said the girls are going for the men of God. You shouldn't be going for any man mm-hmm. at all. The man should be going for you. Yeah. Right. So. What's your number? I want to text to give. <laughs> Please text to give. Um, but yeah. So when you see girls trying to, you know, run after these men of God, leave them. Yeah, literally leave them and stay in your corner and continue watching and praying because mm-hmm. a man of God be at a whole different church yeah. and a man of God will come and find you because yes. he sees your headband in a dream yes speak it okay. <laughs> word of life <laughs> honestly so don't even worry just let them just watch them and just let them yeah. let and them go run I grew up with like four brothers and I've always had guy friends mm-hmm. girls let me let you in on a little secret they talk about you and your thirst mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't like it's not nice it, it, they, and then that things like that make them lose this respect for you mm-hmm. so just keep cheers like 
watch yourself treat yourself with dignity and respect mm-hmm. and people will be drawn to that yeah. a, a, a virtuous woman is a sexy woman in yeah. my mm-hmm. opinion so and yeah just like piggybacking what everyone said like I was saying like if he's a man of God if he's a true man of God I'm sure that the Lord has revealed to him who his wife is yeah. so all these girls that are doing the most they're doing it for no reason mm-hmm. because he already knows where he's going yeah. and like God will reveal and show you who your perfect partner is so mm-hmm. like I was saying before he if he knows who it is everyone is just wasting their time so just be yourself and <laughs> just chill sis. Yeah. Just, just chill yeah and finally we have oh. come to the end oh wow that was my question it did <laughs> our last question is a fan favorite this young lady says i've been with a guy for about two months and he introduces me as his girlfriend but has never asked me to be what do I do? You Ooh. got a DTR. <laughs> Define the relationship. Yes. Put parameters in place. Mm-hmm. Show me my walls. Like, mm-hmm. no, put me in a box. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it's in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I need I need you to own me or lose me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, I'm all about being direct. If you want me, tell, tell me, me you mm-hmm. want me. Just because we've gone on a couple of dates, we've hung out a couple of times for two months, I'm not your girl unless you say I'm your girl, right? Even if you introduce me as your girlfriend, I'm going to look at you and question you like, since when? Yeah. <laughs> when did we establish this? Because yes. in my mind, I'm still free. Yeah. It's just a guy I'm talking to, right? So I'm really passionate about defining the relationship as well. Let me know what's going on, you know? If you're mm-hmm. friends, if we're friends and you're interested in me, let me know you're interested in me. If you want me to be your girlfriend, I don't care how corny it sounds. It would be like, I want you to be my girlfriend. Yeah. Or say it however you want to say it. But be direct. Be intentional. Because I don't buy this whole, oh, we hung out for two months. We're now in a relationship. No, we're not. Yeah. We're not in a relationship. You have to ask mm-hmm. me to be your girlfriend. Yeah. Or I'm not your girlfriend. So many heartbreaks lie in ambiguity is yes. what I'm gonna say mm-hmm. because girls are thinking they're in relationships <laughs> when they're, they're not. not and then you see him with some other girl uh-huh. speaking from experience when he says when he's talking to you on the on the DM or whatever you guys are talking make sure you meet his family make sure his family knows your name make sure his pastor knows you make sure that he's like the people who respect know who you are mm-hmm. because it will also avoid all this you know mm-hmm. drama that our generation seems to love so mm-hmm. much you know mm-hmm. and and women let's stick together like mm-hmm. you are your sister's keeper mm-hmm. if you've seen him talking to another girl call him out mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't talk to me if you're also talking to that person mm-hmm. and just knowing where you stand will help you protect yourself and will also um, help him live right mm-hmm. also from personal experience mm-hmm. I feel like when a guy you feel like he's trying to pursue you or he's interested in you I feel like it's very reasonable to ask the question if he's seeing anyone else yeah. or he ha- if he has a girlfriend in 2018, in 2018 sadly enough if they're married yeah sadly right? enough it's right? true you <laughs> actually need to, to be direct and be Who's like that on a postcard <laughs> to right? no it's sad to say but you need to be like okay that's cool but are you married or are you in a relationship because yeah. these days 
it doesn't matter apparently if you're in a relationship you can still talk to another girl apparently mm-hmm. but do you, you just, have any kids exa- <laughs> thank you do you have kids do you have a wife do you have a girlfriend those are necessary questions to ask yeah and, um, and ask questions yeah. Just because he says you look cute does not give him access to who you are. Mm. Ask questions. Ask, ask, ask. Okay, I have two answers for you. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I kind of responded in the actual question, but I have two answers for you. Um, it depends on the type of girl you are. If you're like me, you can just go straight to him and, you know, play games. I like to play games because I'm childish. <laughs> okay, I'm not childish, but you can... Um, well, definitely you need to define the relationship. So once you've established that you need to define the relationship, you just need to find a method to do it. You can either straight out come out and ask him, so are we dating? Am I your girl? Like he's introducing you as his girlfriend. You can say, when did we start dating? Because mm-hmm. I, like, I didn't know that I was your girlfriend. Or you can just, you know, slyly play it off, ask him little questions. Like the next time he asks you to do something for him, just be like, oh, but like, are you my man? <laughs> oh, what is he going to say? No, he's going to say yes. So then once he says yes, then you say, oh, when did you become my man? And then you see it's really playful, but you get to the bottom of things, right? So you, you need to um, define the relationship and definitely know like what's going on because these dudes will try to play you out here in these streets. Mm. He will be introducing you as his girl, and then the next time you turn around, he'll ask you, are you my girl? And you'll just be like, ha, 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 ha. Mm. So, yeah, define the relationship so you know where you're going. And like um, we talked about earlier, um, a man ought to have a vision, and he's supposed to lead you to a certain place. So you need to know the vision for the relationship anyway. So you should not just be dating aimlessly. You're not going to be dating him for seven years and not knowing what's mm. going on, right? Mm. So... You need to ask him, oh, since we're dating, what are we working towards? What's your timeline? Things like that. So, yeah, define the relationship. That comes to the end of our questions. Yay. Yay. That was fun. <laughs> Time for closing remarks. Any last words? Guests? Um, I would just say for all the singles out there, just keep on doing what you're doing and keep your eyes on God. You know, this is the time that you can actually be selfish and you can get away with it. So <laughs> focus on yourself and focus on your relationship with God. Like we said at the beginning, Build yourself up, um, work on yourself, and don't be afraid to fix the flaws in yourself as well. Because during your single time, that's the time where God is going to point out all the things in you that you need to fix, right? Because he's preparing you for your future mate. So obviously your future mate is going to be someone who um, has a purpose that is aligned with your purpose. So you want to be a helper. You want to be able to help him. You don't want to bring him down. Um, Another thing too for single people is... Use your single time not to date around, but more, like I said, to focus on yourself. Because I feel like a lot of times when people are dating around, that's when um, your partner or your boyfriend at that time is telling you how they want you to be, mm-hmm. right? So it's like they're trying to shape you into who they want you to be, but you're not, you're not going to end up with them. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the relationship, when you break up, you're going to be a person who has been shaped by someone else. Mm-hmm. And so when you actually find your potential mate, the person that God wants you to be with, then you're already someone that's not aligned, like you're not exactly gonna be the person that is perfect for your purpose helper, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like during your single time, don't use it to date around, but use it to rather to focus on yourself and to build yourself up and to build up your relationship with God. Yeah, I feel like that's been the recurring theme through this talk is build yourself. I'm gonna echo what Anna's saying. Build yourself up, you know, gain that muscle, gain that emotional muscle, mental muscle, spiritual muscle, you know, be bulk up. Mm-hmm. 
And then another thing that it's really helping me as a single person is surround yourself with strong women, surround yourself mm-hmm. with like-minded people. Um, it, you know, I always say, everybody says this really, show me your friends, I show you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, so if the three most closest people to you are not living the life that you want to your life to look like, leave them. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurts sometimes, but it's necessary. Growth is painful mm-hmm. and that's fine. So, um, but then once you get to that place where you're grown, uh, it's serenity. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then a- another thing that I have also been doing is seek counsel about relationships because as much as we're talking to you, we have people talking into us. Mm-hmm. So seek counsel, find mentors. And there's a weird thing our generation does where they think mentors will come to them. That's a myth. <laughs> if they just don't fall in your lap, you have to work it, you have to serve, and you have to find them and be intentional about asking questions and finding wisdom. Mm-hmm. The Bible actually says, look for wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the scripture where it is, but I know it's in the Bible. And, you know, look for wisdom, enrich yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just like everyone said, invest in yourself. Your singleness is a short time, but it's a critical time, so... Mm-hmm. You want to invest in yourself in every area of your life. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. You're going to be, I feel like the modern woman, like wife, wears so many hats, so especially mm-hmm. after marriage. You're mm-hmm. a woman, you're a wife, you're a normal Christian, you're a mother, you're a friend, you're a spiritual mother, you're a career, like you have so much to do. So now that you don't have all those hats, you want to really take the time to invest in yourself so that when it's time for you to put on all those hats you have you know enough i feel like even little things like being able to just go and pray for like eight hours like going to different prayer meetings you need to build up your spiritual bank now because when you have kids you cannot afford to go pray for eight hours Mm -hmm. you just cannot Mm -hmm. so it's not even like you don't want to but it's just and that's why the bible says when you get married your your heart is focused on your husband and and when you're single your heart is focused on god i don't Mm -hmm. know where it is right now Mm -hmm. but um it's it's one of the scriptures in there because you you simply cannot you have to deal with your family and all that so build up your spiritual bank now mm-hmm. put those prayers in so that you can draw when you need to mm-hmm. when the time comes so yeah definitely invest in yourself well that's all for today folks join us next time on 